0: Saturday, April the 10th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Biden sets out his budget, and Prince Philip is dead. First, the week in brief. Gun salutes will sound across Britain today in tribute to Prince Philip, the husband of Queen Elizabeth II, who died at the age of 99. The Duke of Edinburgh spent his final days at Windsor Castle after returning from a 28-night stay in hospital. He was the longest-serving consort in British history and the oldest partner of a reigning monarch. President Joe Biden released his proposed $1.5 trillion budget for the coming fiscal year. In a stark departure from the policies of his predecessor, Donald Trump, Mr Biden plans to increase funding for green initiatives, strengthen background checks for gun sales, and cut finance for a wall along America's border with Mexico. His plans represent an 8% increase on this year's spending. Mr. Biden will also create a bipartisan commission to consider expanding the Supreme Court beyond nine justices, the number it has had since 1869. Progressives note that Republican presidents have nominated six of the current nine, including three for Donald Trump, despite winning the popular vote just once since 1992. The last president to mull court expansion was Franklin Roosevelt in 1937. Amazon workers in Alabama voted against forming a trade union by more than two to one. The retail, wholesale and department store union immediately said it would challenge the result, claiming the firm employed, quote, blatantly illegal tactics to persuade staff to reject unionization, an accusation that Amazon denies. The online retail giant is the second largest private employer in America, but has no unions in the country. Chinese authorities fined Alibaba 18.2 billion yuan, 2.8 billion dollars, following an antitrust investigation. The firm is accused of pressuring retailers into offering their goods exclusively on its online store. It is the largest penalty ever handed down by the country's regulators and is another sign of the Communist Party's desire to rein in China's tech giants, which it worries might become overly powerful. Marine Le Pen, the leader of National Rally, a French far-right party, announced that she will run for president next year. Emmanuel Macron, France's incumbent president, defeated Ms Le Pen in 2017, but she is now almost level with him in the polls. Ms Le Pen says the split between, quote, the globalists and the nationalists is the dividing line in politics. And France followed Germany in recommending that young people who have received the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine be given a different jab for their follow-up shot. There is scant clinical data about a mixed-dose approach, but regulators are concerned about the risk of blood clots with the AstraZeneca vaccine. Meanwhile, deliveries in America of Johnson & Johnson's vaccine are expected to plunge by more than 80% next week because of manufacturing problems. And now, here's today's agenda. Wordplay – Slam Poetry in Eastern Congo Mark Smith, an ex-Builder, held the world's first ever Slam Poetry event in Chicago in the 1980s. Three decades later, Slam inspires more than 100 young people in embattled Eastern Congo. The spoken word poetry is designed to pull rhymes out of books, making them lively and accessible. It reached Goma, a city surrounded by warring armed groups, five years ago when a group of young men started watching YouTube videos of slammers worldwide. There was a lot of appetite for it here, says Ben Kamuntu, one of Goma's first slammers. Young people wanted to express themselves. Congo's slammers talk about everything from politics to conflict, art, sex and romance. They put on shows in the city's bars and give, quote, slamo therapy workshops to women who have been abused. One woman, Deborah, escaped a violent marriage that she was forced into aged 15. Quote, it is a way to have fun, to de stress, she says. Pilfered paintings. This is a robbery. The theft of 13 masterpieces from the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston in 1990 was one of the world's most audacious art heists. Now it is the subject of This is a Robbery, a four-part Netflix documentary released this week. Two thieves dressed as policemen entered the building at night and spent 81 minutes choosing their treasures before disappearing. Among their $500 million haul was one of only 34 paintings by Vermeer in existence, as well as Christ in the Storm on the Sea of Galilee, 1633, Rembrandt's Only Seascape. The hunt for the perpetrators and the paintings is still on. The apparent ease of the crime suggests some internal involvement. The FBI estimates that 80% of art thefts are inside jobs. The documentary examines this theory and others, For now, though, the empty frames still hang at the museum, awaiting the return of their canvases. Revolutionary Dreams, the Republic of False Truths Ten years on from the Arab Spring, hopes of democracy that were sparked by the movement have largely been extinguished. This is particularly true in Egypt, where a decade ago, hundreds of thousands gathered in Tahrir Square in Cairo to demand an end to Hosni Mubarak's 30-year rule. Those heady months are the subject of Allah al-Aswani's newly translated novel, The Republic of False Truths mister Alazwani's earlier novel, The Yakubian Building, used a cast of neighbours to portray the discontent of his country under Mubarak. In The Republic of False Truths, he takes a similar ensemble approach, portraying the chaos of 2011. The result is an engaging and provocative tour of the revolution, from its gestation to its bloody aftermath. The author himself is embroiled in the story, He supported the revolt against Mubarak and was sued in 2019 for insulting Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, Egypt's current presidential strongman. Flight on Mars, NASA's Space Helicopter NASA, America's space agency, could soon begin a new chapter in aviation history. If all goes to plan, Monday will see the maiden flight of Ingenuity, their miniature Martian helicopter, above the Red Planet. Last year, Ingenuity hitched a ride to Mars aboard Perseverance, NASA's most advanced rover. Recent images from Perseverance show Ingenuity perched atop its four spindly legs in a carefully chosen 10-square-metre airfield. A series of flights no higher than 5 metres above Mars' surface is planned. Ingenuity has already been praised for surviving its first frigid Martian nights. Its two 1.2-metre-long counter-rotating blades carry two cameras, for photography and navigation. If its 1.8 kilograms can hover in Mars's very thin atmosphere, NASA will have achieved the first controlled flight in an alien world, an aeronautical milestone to rival that of the Wright brothers, who flew the first motor-operated aeroplane and Ingenuity could usher in a new generation of extraterrestrial drones. The Turf Ceiling – Women Jockeys in the Grand National In today's Grand National, arguably Britain's best-known horse race, just three of the 40 jockeys are female. Since 1977, when women were first allowed to enter, only 18 have taken part. The most successful, Katie Walsh, finished third in 2012. Equestrian sports are among the few where men and women compete directly. In the Olympic sports of eventing, dressage and show jumping, more women participate than men. But in racing, women are sorely underrepresented, held back by a lack of opportunity. Research from Pittsburgh State University found that female jockeys in America were as successful as men in attaining top three finishes, but that they only made up 12% of riders. A British study found that around 3% of rides in jump races such as the Grand National went to women. Today, Rachel Blackmore on Minella Times is among the bookies' favourites. A win for her, or one of her two female rivals, would be a welcome piece of history. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Evelyn Waugh, who died on this day in 1966. Punctuality is the virtue of the board. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast.